Begin the Gemara today towards the bottom of Daf Lamid Beis Lamid Beis, the last Mishnah on the Yomot. When it comes to the mitzvah of Shoifer and Rosh Hashanah. So the Mishnah is going to bring a bunch of examples that you can't do anything to be Mechalal the Yom Tif in order to do the mitzvah. <coughs> you can't go and walk out of the Tchum to listen to the Shoifer. You're not allowed to un- uncover a, a wall that collapsed and the Shoifer is there under it. So you're not allowed to go and uncover it to get the Shoifer. You're not allowed to climb a tree to get your shayfer. You're not allowed to ride on an animal to go to the shayfer. You're not allowed to go on and, and swim in the water to, to get the shayfer. So all of these things that we mentioned till here are things that are asr and the So even though there's a mitzvah in Atayra here of shayfer, but nevertheless the Chachamim left their gzaitis in place that you're not allowed to be mechal yantav even with the Rabbanon to go get your shayfer. Or to hear the shayfer, and the shayfer you can't cut it. Whether you're cutting it with something in a way that's only or you're cutting it in a way that it's actually to cut it this way, which the Gemara will explain. What are these two ways of cutting your shayfer? Right, you're taking the shayfer and you're cutting it. If before you cut the shayfer, you can't use it, you can't make the sound of the shayfer from it. So this would be the malacha of. You're the final blow when you're making it right to be used. But there is a way how you could do it with a shinui that it's not asam in atayra. Either way, you're not allowed to do it on yontif. Aval, however, if you want to rinse out the shayfer with water or with wine, yitin, that you're allowed. Because this is not something which makes it uh, uh, able to blow from it. You're able to blow without rinsing it out, but you want to have a clearer, a better sound, so therefore you're putting in the wine or the water. So this is allowed. It's not misakin. You're not creating the uh, ability to blow with the shayfer. You don't hold back children from blowing shayfer on yontif, even though they're not obligated in the mitzvah. And blowing shayfer stam is usually on Shabbos is considered to be uvdin dechayl. It's mundane activity, or it's even similar to using a musical instrument. But we allow children to blow shayfer. We can occupy them. We can uh, do, do with them to blow the shayfer until they learn, until they get trained how to blow the shayfer, even on the yantif. Another halach is akte mishneh asik loy yotza. If when you're blowing shayfer, you're not really blowing the shayfer, you're misasik. You're trying to do something else and the sound of the shayfer comes out. And the Gemara Rashi gives two examples. When a person blows into the shayfer and he didn't even intend to blow the full sound of the shayfer. He just wanted to make a small little sound. But the full sound of the tkiya came out without him intending to blow that. Or for example, someone is just blowing into the shayfer, not trying to sound, not trying to make a sound of the shayfer. Maybe let's say he's trying to clean the dust of the shayfer and he's blowing into the shayfer. And the sound happens to come out accidentally. That's the concept of misasik. So you're not yaitze. Shimeya misasik. So the same is also if you're hearing the sound of the shayfer from someone that was blowing as a misasik. He didn't intend for the sound to come out. You're not going to be yaitze either. So my time. Why is it that we say that you can't be doichi yontif? You can't be mechal yontif in order to go and fulfill the mitzvah of shayfer? So the answer is shayfer esahu. The mitzvah blowing shayfer is a mitzvah sasei. The yontif eseh veloise eseh. But not being mechal yontif, it is an eseh to keep yontif, and there's also a loise eseh not to be mechal yontif. The ain eseh doicha es loise eseh vasei. 
and therefore the Esa of Shefer will not push off the Loisesa and the Asay. So the Gemara is giving here the explanation regarding why it wouldn't push off Yontif to be Mechal Yontif Menatayra. But the Gemara doesn't explain why it can't be do a Gzeri Medrabanon, be over an Atakon Medrabanon to fulfill the Mitzvah of Shefer. But the Rishayim add to this that because Menatayra you're not allowed to be Deichi Yontif, so the Chachamim came and, and, and placed their Gzeris in place also, as we find that Chachamim have a Kayach to be Eiker, a Mitzvah Menatayra, if it's Beshev Va'altase. If they tell you, sit back and don't do something. Chachamim don't have a kayach to be oike mitzvah minatayre, to go to actively be oike mitzvah minatayre. But in a case where you don't have your shayfer, and Chachamim are saying, don't go and do these things that we don't allow you to do, and that will prevent you of doing their mitzvah, that Chachamim have a kayach, as you find in many places. There's a sugi in Yuvamis that speaks about it. Then it said in the Mishnah, Loi oilem bi'ilon v'loi reichvin al gabi chulu. So the Gemara asks, Hashta de Rabbanon Amrit. If you're saying that there are things that are forbidden with the Rabbanon, you're not allowed to do them to get your Shafer. So things that are awesome and atayre, do you have to tell me that those are not going to be allowed to be done? So what exactly is the Gemara's question? So Rashi here explains that when the Gemara says the Oiraise, it's not referring to the Hemshech, when the Gemara speaks about cutting the Shafer when, when it's awesome and atayre. That the Gemara is going to address soon. But over here, according to Rashi, the Gemara is saying, between the things that are mentioned here in the Mishnah, there are some things that you're not allowed to do because it might bring you to do a Malachim and As Rashi brings, for example, why aren't you allowed to ride on an animal? Because you're afraid you might tear off a branch to use it to hit the animal. Why aren't you allowed to climb a tree? Also because we're afraid you might cut off something from the tree. Not all of the Xadis in the Mishnah are connected because it might lead you to Isaminatayra. For example, in the beginning when it says not to go out of the Tchum. Why aren't you not allowed to go out of the Tchum? Not because it's going to lead you to any Molochim Minatayra, it's Xadis Midrabanon. So what the Gemara is asking is there are two types of Xadis Midrabanon. A Xadis that Rabbanon said is not allowed. And then a that could lead you to Yisim and So the question is, if you're saying that even those things that are not going to lead to Yisim and is forbidden, <coughs> for sure something that's going to lead to Yisim and should be forbidden. So why does the Mishnah have to say that too? Answers the Gemara, you're right. The Mishnah says one thing and then it says, and needless to say this as well. Sometimes that's how the Tana speaks. This is the Pshat in the Gemara here as Rashi explains. But then Rashi finishes off, Yesh Gimgum Bedavar. The Lashon of the Gemara is not clear though, because the Gemara seems to be saying the Rabbanon, the Iraisa, and it's not really something which is Menatayra. And then Ashi says, Ashi says you shouldn't uh, be good, it's this last line of the Gemara, because the question doesn't really fit the way it's asking it here. Vaita the Gemara says, it said in the Mishnah, you're not allowed to cut the shoifer to size with, in order to be able to blow from it, whether you're cutting it in a way that it's only asamid rabbanon, or whether you're cutting, cutting it in a way that it's a iser minatayra. So the Gemara explains, if you cut it with a sickle, which is not usually used for this, so then it's a shinu, you're not doing the malach in the regular way, so therefore it's only asamid rabbanon. When is it going to be a Issa Minatayre? Sakina. If you're cutting it with a knife that's usually used for this to cut, to, 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 to trim the size of the shayfet that, that you could blow from it. So here on this, the Gemara asks, If you're not allowed to cut the shayfet, even with the shinui, when it's only Issa Minatayre, so if you're cutting it with the usual knife used for this, and it's Issa Minatayre that I have to add, that I have to tell you that that's not allowed. This is the style of the Tana. He says one halacha and then it adds, needless to say, that if it's Asa Minatayre, it would also be Asa. 
If you want to put into the shayfer, rinse it with water or wine, that you are allowed. You could rinse it with water or with wine. However, to rinse the shayfer with urine, which also apparently is effective and it's good for the shayfer, that you're not allowed, not allowed to do. Why not? So the Gemara explains, Mani, who's our Mishnah here? Abishol, he, the opinion of Abishol, the Tanya Abishol, Loim Abishol says, You're allowed to cleanse the shayfer with water or wine. But with meraglaim it's not allowed, because it's not honorable for the mitzvah to put meraglaim in the shoifer in order to use it. The next thing it said in the Mishnah, We're not allowed to hold back children from blowing the shoifer. So the Gemara is not saying, what did it say in the Mishnah? Children, even though children don't have the mitzvah, but nevertheless, if they want to blow, we can allow them to blow on Yontif. Now, it only said children. There's another category of people that don't have the mitzvah. Women that are not obligated in the mitzvah. It seems like we don't allow women to blow shoifer on Rosh Hashanah. We don't hold back not women and not children of blowing on Yontif. So we see that women are allowed to blow on Yontif as well. Now, according to Rashi's pshat over here in our Gemara, Rashi explains what's the issue of allowing women to blow the shayfar on Rosh Hashanah if they want to, if they want to do the mitzvah. So Rashi says that because they, it's a mitzvah seishas man grama, and they are potter from this mitzvah, if they're going to blow the shayfar on Rosh Hashanah, they're over on Baal Taisif. They're adding a mitzvah that they're not supposed to be fulfilling, so therefore there's a problem. They can't blow the shayfar. Children, they're not obligated in the mitzvah, but it's not Baal Taisif. They can blow, they can be in the chayv and chinuch and so on. We'll see soon in the Gemara. But for women, it could be Baltasif. So that uh, is the question over here of the Gemara. Is it Baltasif or not? So the Pshad of Rashi is a huge Chiddush. Many uh, Mepharshim point out that in such a situation, there isn't any Baltasif. Baltasif is usually only for a person that, that is obligated in the mitzvah and he adds to the mitzvah. For example, if a person that's obligated in tefillin, and instead of putting on a tefillin with four batim, he adds a fifth bias, or a person that's doing the mitzvah of lulav, and he adds another min to lulav. But if you're not obligated in the mitzvah at all, and you go ahead and do the mitzvah, l'chayret, there's no baltasif. But Rashi here does say baltasif, that's Rashi's pshat. There is another pshat in the Gemara, but let's first see the continuation of the Gemara. So the Gemara answers, Amar Abaye Loikashia. This is not a question. Harab Yehuda and Harab Yehissi the Shiloh over here, where the women could blow Shaifa and Shoshana, is the Machlaikis between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yesi and Rabbi Shimon regarding another Allah. The Tanya will learn Nabla said, Dabir Yisrael. So this is a Pasik by the Karbonis. So it says, B'nai Yisrael, which means B'nai Yisrael, Saimchin. When it comes to the mitzvah of Smicha, to lean on the animal before it's shechted as a carbon, so it's only a mitzvah for B'nai Yisrael. And then B'nai Yisrael, Saimchais. But the B'nai Yisrael are not allowed to be Saimch on the animal. They don't, they're not allowed to do Smicha. In other words, because they're potter of it, they're not allowed to do smicha. So according to Rashi's pshat, the reason would be because it's baltasif. They're not allowed to do it. Even though they're not obligated to do the mitzvah, but never if they want to, they're allowed to do the smicha, they're allowed to be smicha on the animal, and there's no issue of baltasif. So it's the same achleikas over here regarding the shayfer. This is Rashi's pshat over here. Okay, but now, in other places, and Rashi himself actually, in another place, has a different pshat. That the pshat over here is, the issue is not about Baltasif. 
the issue of shayfer and smicha is usually if it's a mitzvah that you potter of and you want to fulfill the mitzvah, you can go ahead and fulfill the mitzvah. But over here by shayfer, the problem is that blowing shayfer on yontiv is really uvdin dechayl. You're not allowed to blow shayfer on yontiv. It's a mundane activity. The only reason you're allowed is because it's a mitzvah. But if it's not a mitzvah for you, then there's an issue of it being uvdin dechayl. Similar benegayat to smicha. That if it's a mitzvah for you, so then when you lean on the animal, you're doing a mitzvah. But if it's not a mitzvah for you, so then you're actually leaning on kachim. You're having a gnaw from kachim. It's me'ili. You can't have, you can't put your full weight when you lean. You're supposed to put your full weight on the animal. You can't do the mitzvah of smicha. That's the issue over here. So that's the machloikis over here between Rabbi Yehudah and Rabbi Yaisid. Whether in such a case where there's an issue of an iser that could be involved, could you fulfill the mitzvah even though you don't have an obligation or not? That's the Pshat and the Gemara that uh, Rashi himself says in another place. A what? A what? Correct. And a Hanami. Okay, we'll see soon. The Hemshach of the Gemara is going to talk about that. Here you have a very famous Taisvis. You see over here a very long Taisvis, just for kids. The point that Taisvis discusses is who do we paskin like? Do we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbi Yaisi? When it comes to Zman Azeh, for a woman fulfilling a mitzvah, which is a Zman Grame, over here specifically regarding Shefer and Rosh Hashanah, is a woman allowed to blow Shefer or not? So Taisvah says, from our Mishnah, it would seem like we have a Stam Mishnah that says that only children are allowed, not women. So if so, we should paskin like the Stam Mishnah. But nevertheless, as Taisvah, we paskin like Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi, we always have a cloud that we pass in Rabbi Yaisi's Nemuka Imoy. Rabbi Yaisi has reasoning to, 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 to behind him, so we always pass in like Rabbi Yaisi. And here as well, uh, and women can blow a shafer. And then there's a lengthy discussion of Yerontosis. He brings Rayas to the fact that when a woman does a mitzvah that she's not obligated, she even can make a bracha. You might think, okay, maybe she can go ahead and do the mitzvah, but why could she, she, she make a bracha? She's not obligated. But Taisus brings a lot of rayas that even when you're not obligated in the mitzvah, when you fulfill the mitzvah, you can make the bracha. And this is, uh, I mean, uh, we paskin like like this Taisus. Maybe it's it's a machlekes rishayim. I think maybe the uh, yeah yeah yeah. But uh, it's a machlekes. I mean the machaber and the ramah. We but we paskin our minig is like this Taisus that uh, women make the do the mitzvah and they make the bracha on the mitzvah. Right, right. And this far then passing like the Mechaber that uh, says that uh, they don't make a brach on the mitzvah. So then the Mishnah says that when it comes to children, they're allowed to blow the shofar on, on Rosh Hashanah. And we, we, we're misasik with them. We help them learn how to blow the shofar. So Rabbi Loza says, This includes even if Rosh Hashanah falls out in Shabbos. So according to somebody Shani, what this means is, even though the Shoshana falls out in Shabbos, and there's a Gzayda that you're not allowed to blow Shoifer, because you might come to carry it into the Rosh Hashanah. But that's regarding the mitzvah of Shoifer, but not Pinegayat to training children with Chinuch to blow. Why not? In order to fulfill the mitzvah of Shoifer, you have to know exactly how to do it. So you might come to take it to a Baki to ask him how to do the mitzvah. But to be Mechanach, a child, how to blow, you don't, you're not doing it mamish exactly precisely. So over here, that Gzayda doesn't apply. That's one shot. But other Rishayim say that when it says here, Philip B'Shabbos, it's not talking about B'zman Azeh, when we don't blow Shafer and Shabbos. It's talking about what we had before in the Gemara, in the times when there was a Sanhedrin or there was a Bezdin, and they did blow Shafer even on Shabbos, and even individuals blew Shafer on Shabbos, as long as they were B'fnei Bezdin, as we had before, according to Rab So that's what we're talking about, that a child could blow on Shabbos then. But today, you can't blow on Shabbos. That's how we Paskin. That we occupy with them to learn how to blow the shayfa, even on Shabbos. 
Sagt die Gemara weiter, es heißt in der Breise, Ve'eim akven atinoikes mulitkoye b'Shabbos. We don't hold back children of blowing on Shabbos. Ve'ein sarach leima b'yontif. And needless to say that we don't hold them back on Yontif. So the Gemara now asks on the Lashon of this Breise, Ho gufa kashya. If you look at this Breise, the beginning and the end seems to be a contradiction. Amrit, in the beginning of the Breise, it said, Mis'askim b'hen atchiyil mudafilu b'Shabbos. We, we, are, we occupy with them to learn even on Shabbos. What does that sound like? That means We tell children, go ahead, blow shoifer. We, we help them to, to train them to blow shoifer. But for what does it say afterwards in the safe of the Braise? We're not going to stop them of blowing shoifer. A child that takes shoifer and blows, we're not going to stop him. Which means we're not going to stop him of blowing shoifer. But we don't go ahead and tell a child, we don't go and tell the child to blow on Shabbos or on Yantif. So the Gemara answers, This is not a contradiction. If it's a cotton that's at the age of chinuch, so then we'll go and tell him blow shayfer, learn how to blow the shayfer, and come cotton And what if it's a cotton that did not reach the age of chinuch yet? So over here, it's uh, if he's going and blowing the shayfer himself, we don't stop him. But to go and tell him to blow the shayfer, that we don't because he's not yet the age of chinuch. Huh? He's not he Correct. L'chadchila, though, you're not allowed to give him the shayfer to blow, because it is, because he's lo'higiyah l'chinuch, though, it's an iser, it's ovim d'chayl. That's, um, the, the premise always is, blowing shayfer on yontif, Oh, that's your question. So there's a Teisvus, actually, it's not here. The Teisvus says that he was higiyah l'chinuch for Shabbos. The, the, the age of chinuch for Shabbos is younger than the age of chinuch of shayfer. So he's a Giel Chinuch for Shabbos, but not a Giel Chinuch for, 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 for Shoifer. Yeah, there's a Taisus, I think it's in Erechen actually, this Taisus, he says this. Ah, yeah. B'chlal, when it comes to mitzvahs, the Klal of Giel Chinuch is every mitzvah accordingly, when he can fulfill that mitzvah. So the Mashal Lulav is it's an easier mitzvah, so it's a Giel Chinuch earlier. The Giel Chinuch for Tefillin is, is two months before the Bar Mitzvah, Arminik, and so on. It's, 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 every, every single mitzvah is according to that uh, mitzvah. The next thing it said in the Mishnah is, Someone that's misasik, he's blowing the shoifer, and he's not really trying to blow the actual right sound of the shoifer, and it just comes out by accident, the right sound. So you're not going to be yotze. So according to the Bach, he adds there a few words. He says, misasik So it's mashma from the Mishnah, that only if you mamish blew by accident, then you're not yotze. But But if you're blowing, and you intended to make the right sound of the shoifer, Elamayur Kavana was wrong. You weren't blowing L'Shem Mitzvah, you were blowing L'Shem to make a musical note that happens to be the same thing like the sound of the Shafer. Then Yatza. Then it sounds from here like you would be Yatza. So shall we say that this Mishnah proves what Rav said, that we learned before in the Gemara. Someone that blows Shafer and he blew, and he didn't make the sound by accident, he blew the right sound that he wanted to blow, that's the mitzvah, but with the wrong intention. He blew it for a shir, for a song, not for the l'shem mitzvah. So Rav says, you yaitzeh, so that's what's mashman our Mishnah, only if the sound came out by accident, you're not yaitzeh. So to Gemara, no, it's not a raya. Dilme tekeya l'shir nami misasik karile. According to Rav, not only if you blow a sound by accident, is it called a misasik that I'm not occupying myself with the mitzvah, I'm doing something else, even if you wanted to make the right sound. 
but it was not l'shem mitzvah. It was l'shem shir. That's also called misasik. That means that you're occupying yourself with something else. You want to blow for a shir and not for the mitzvah. That that gufa is what uh, what the mission is trying to say. That this is also called misasik. So from here, in this Gemara, there's a famous Magid Mishnah. He says that here you see what's the pshat in this whole machloikis, whether mitzvahs tzrichas kavana or mitzvahs don't need kavana. What, what's really behind that machloikis? What's behind that machloikis is what the Gemara is saying here. Should I compare a lack of kavana to an action which is, which is done by accident, to misasik? Or should I say, no, it's not the same thing. It's not on the same level. When you do something by accident, you didn't even intend to do the very action. It's only it's mashenken where you didn't have didn't have kavana. You intended to do the action. Elamai, you didn't have the right kavana. That is that be'emis is the whole machlekes over here. The mandama that says mitzvah sriches kavana is telling you that if you don't have the kavana, it's equivalent to doing it by accident, and therefore you're not going to be yaitzah. The next thing it said in the mission was If you listen to shayfer from someone that was blowing shayfer by accident, lo yatsa, you're not going to be yaitzah. So the Gemara is medayik. So from the Mishnah it sounds like if you're listening to Shafer from someone that's blowing for himself, he's not having you in mind. He didn't blow the, the sound of Shafer by accident. He's blowing for himself. He's not having you in mind at all. So my what's going to be the din yotza? From my Mishnah it sounds like you will be yotza. Shall we say that this refutes what Rab Zayda said? Rab Zayda says to his servant, have me in mind and blow the shoifah for me. So in other words, it's not enough that you're blowing for yourself and someone listens. You have to have me in mind. So the Gemara says, there's no raya from here. Because Dilma, maybe, I did the because the case right before this, it speaks about a misasik. When you blow by accident, So therefore, it uses the term misasik here as well, regarding someone listening from someone else. But really, it's not only if you blew it by accident that you're not yaitzah. Even if he just blew for himself and did not have you in mind, you're also not Yaitse. The mission is just using the same terminology as the beginning. And as I mentioned, then we were talking, we, we passing like Rav Zayda. When, when you blow Shaif, you have to have the other person in mind. Unless it's a Shliach Tzibot that's blowing for, for everybody, so then automatically he's having everybody in mind because of his position, so he's not, he doesn't have to have you specifically in mind. Every mitzvah is Kiddush. Huh? Every mitzvah is Kiddush. Correct. Yeah, by every mitzvah. Yeah. Now the Seder coming to the actual Seder of the mitzvah of what do you have to blow Shefer. So you blow Shalosh, Shal Shalosh, Shalosh. You're going to blow three sounds three times. There's Malchias, Zechreinus and Shefres. So you blow the Shefer for Malchias and, and once after Zechreinus and once after Shefres. And how much do you blow after each one of them? So in the mission it says you blow three times. Tkia, Trua and Tkia. That's, why, that's how much you blow. Now, in the Mishnah here, it only mentions about blowing the Shefer in connection to Malchias, Zechreinus, and Shefres. Our minute today that we blow the Tkias before Musiv, which is what's called Tkias the Miyushiv, is not mentioned in the Mishnah. And even in the Gemara over here, in the whole Hamshach of the Sugya, when it speaks about the mitzvah of Shefer, and we'll see soon how we get to the way we blow Shefer today. We blow much more than just the Shalish, Shalish, Shalish. But in the Mishnah, and the Gemara over here, it doesn't mention about blowing the Shefer before Musaf. So Tesis over here brings what we had before in the Gemara. The Gemara on the Aftazayin says, Loma the Why do we blow before Musaf and why do we blow again during Musaf? And the reason is, to confuse the Satan, so therefore we blow earlier. In other words, really, the Zman of the Mitzvah of Shefer is, is together with the Malchi, Zechreinus and Shefres. 
That's, that, that's when you blow. Not Minatayra doesn't have to be Dafka with Malchis, Zechreinus, and Shefris. It could be before. But Papayal, that's when Chacham were misakin it. That it should be done with Malchis, Zechreinus, and Shefris. Elamai, Kedela Arve Vesasatan, we want to show the Satan how Chav of the Mitzvah is, so we blow it even before. Now the thing is, once you blew it before, you were already yet to the Mitzvah Minatayra. So then it comes out that when you do the mitzvah, when you blow again the shayfer, during Malchi, Zechreinus, and Shefris, you already heard the kailis, and then it's only a mitzvah mit Rabbanon. But really in the Mishnah, it brings the Indian of shayfer in connection to Malchi, Zechreinus, and Shefris. Okay, so that's how many sounds you're blowing. What's the shear of, of the tkiyas itself? Shear, tkiyah, keshalish, truois. The length of a tkiyah has to be as long as three truois. Shear, trua. Now how long is a trua? Keshalish, yevavois. The shear of a trua is three yevavos. <coughs> okay, that's uh, the length of a trua is a yevava. Now, what's a yevava? A yevava is, is, is a very short sound, like the shortest sound of a shofar. Do, like the, a tiny sound, like, like when you make the sounds by a trua. Those very short sounds of a trua, that's what a trua is, three yevavos. Okay, this is Rashi's Pshat in the Gemara. That uh, it's just three short sounds. This is what's called in Shulchan Aruch. The Rebbe brings this in Shulchan Aruch. Very short sounds. The shortest sound of a shofar. But there's another pshat, which is the uh, minig, the way uh, we do it today, which is in Teisvis, the second pshat in Teisvis from the Riva and so on, that when it says here the shear of a Yevave is three sounds, so the pshat over here is each Yevave is three short sounds. Each Yevave itself is two, two, two. Three short sounds. And then, what does it say here? The shear of the trua is three yavavis, which really means that how long is a trua? Nine trumitten, nine short sounds. Not three, but nine. And that's what the Altareb Shachanarach says that because Shafir is a mitzvah minatere, so we're machmatere to follow the opinion of Taisvis that each yavavis is three short sounds. If somebody blows Shafir in the beginning, when you start, you blow the tkia, trua tkia. Right, so you blew the first time you blew uh, one, one tkiyeh, and then umoshach b'shniyeh kishtayim. And then when you blew the second tkiyeh, he blew one long tkiyeh that's as long as two tkiyahs. And he wants to use that tkiyeh for two. Eim So that only counts as one. This was brought in the Gemara before. We can't take one tkiyeh and divide it into two. Another halacha, Misha Birech, someone that said the brachas of Malchiyeh, Zechreinus, and Shefres. And when he said those brachas, he did not have a Shefer. And then he gets a shofar. He blows a shofar then, three times he blows a shofar the way he's supposed to blow, like he would blow when you blow with the Malchus and Shofar. Just like the Shliach Tzibur is Chayef to blow the shofar, so too every single Yochid is Chayef to blow the shofar. Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel says, Shliach Tzibur, Maitzi Esarabim, Yedei Chayvasan. The Shliach Tzibur is Maitzi, everybody, their Chiyav of blowing the Shafer. Okay, we'll see in the Gemara, I will explain this, I'll explain the Machlaikas over here between the Tanakhama and Rabbi Gamliel. So, after Gemara, um, huh? yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. No, he did not have the Shafer. When he said the Malch is the and Shafris, he did not have a Shafer. Still he got the shofar later, and when he got the shofar later, he blew down. When I, well, over there, we're talking even about a tzibur. Let's say a whole tzibur, the shul. They did not have a shofar, and they got the shofar later. They blow later. But now, what did it say in the Mishnah? How long does a tkiya have to be? A tkiya is as long as three truas. It said. But in Abraisi, we learned she a 
the length of a tkiya is like one trua. And as I said before in the Mishnah, there are two opinions about this. Either a trua is three short sounds, or a trua is nine short sounds. But either way, it's only one trua. Amar Abayas, Abayas says, Tane didon kachoshev tkiya de kulubavi. Our Tana, when he speaks about the shear of a tkiya, is not talking about the shear of one tkiya. He's talking about the shear of the three tkiyas, of all the three, the three tkiya through a tkiya. So how long is three tkiyas together? So it's as long as three truas. Utruas the kulubavi. So he's saying the length of three tkiyas is as long as the three truas of the three times that you blow. Tana bera, but the Tana of the Braisek, Choshev Chad Bave, he's speaking about one stanza, one when you blow once, one tkiya, and the Sulay, and not more than that. So he's telling you how long is the length of one tkiya, that it's as long as one trua. So that the, the, the shear is the same, they're just uh, talking about different things. So the Gemara Vaita, then it said in the Mishnah Shia, trua, kegimu yavavis. The length of a trua is like three yavavis. But we learned in the Braisek, Shia, trua, Kishlesha Shvarim. That the length of a trua is as long as three shvarim. Shvarim is a longer sound than a tkiya. Tkiya is what's called trumitin, very short sound. Shvarim is a bit longer than that. So, so how long does the tkiya have to be? Is it like three trumitin or like three shvarim? Here, this is actually a machloikis. There's two different things to blow, either a shvarim or a trua, and therefore there's two shiurim of how long the tkiya is. Because in the Torah it says, Yain trua now what does trua mean? When the Targumina the Targum says, Yaim Yevava, a day of Yevava, Yehelechayim, that it should be for you. Uksev, so now we have to figure out what the word Yevava means. Uksev be'imei de Sisra, by the mother of Sisra, it says in the Pasuk, Ba'ad achaloi nishkafa, she's looking out of the window, Vatiyabev aim Sisra. And the mother of Sisra was Miyabev. What does Miyabev mean? Samar Savar, so one opinion is, Genuchi Ganach, it's like when a person is groaning and moaning, where the, the, the voice, the sound that, that comes out then is a longer sound. That she was wailing and there's a very short sound that come out, which is what the true is. So here there's like two opinions, whether it's Shvarim or whether it's true. And we'll see in the continuation of the Gemara later that that's the, the, the meaning that we have today, that there's the Shvarim, there's the true, and then there's the Shvarim true. How do we know that when you blow Shafer and Rosh Hashanah, that it has to actually be with a Shafer? It says Yaim Trua, a day of blowing. But in, in the, the Pasuk regarding Rosh Hashanah, it never says Shafer. This is a Pasuk actually by Yoivel. It says that you should blow with a Shafer. So from here I see only a Yoivel. But Rosh Hashanah Minayin, how do I know that in Rosh Hashanah the Trua is with a Shafer? By, by Yoivel it says, that's in the seventh month. It's not necessary to say, because it says there that you blow on Yoivel on Yom Kippur. Everybody knows that Yom Kippur is in the seventh month. Why does it say in the seventh month? What it's coming to tell you is, that all the times that you blow in the seventh month, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur should be compared to each other, that it should also be with a Shafer. In the Torah it says, Yom Trua. How do I know that there's also a Tkia, the sound that's Pashit? How do you know that you have to blow a Tkia before you blow the Trua? The Vahavarta means, it refers to blowing this Tkia before you blow the Trua. From where do I know that there's a Pshuta after you blow the Trua? The Pasuk again says the, the word Taviru, that you pass through, in other words, that you blow one long sound after you blow the Trua. 
Again, these are all psukim that it says by Yovel. So the Gemara concludes, If so, I would think this is only by Yovel. But Rosh Hashanah Minayim, from where do I know that this applies to Rosh Hashanah as well? It says in the Pasuk, in the seventh month, It does not have to say this, that it's in the seventh month. I learn out from here that in the seventh month, all the, t- the, the kiyas and the truest of Yevil and Rosh Hashanah should all be compared to each other.